Welcome to the Dream Docs Ladies Only Podcast. This is a podcast for female chiropractors and chiropractic students where we talk about all things business and personal. All right, ladies, welcome to episode four of the Ladies Only Podcast. We're super excited to have you. Um, Today we are talking about communication. Communication in the office, communication with your spouse, and communication with your team are all super important. Um, let's get started with, you want to start with teams? Let's start with teams. Yeah. How are we communicating with teams in the office as well as out of the office? What do you, what are some things that you do, Dr. Laura? So it's important to have like an organizational type of system, especially if you're not in the office all the time, hundred percent of the time, like me right now, base camp's been coming in super handy. Yeah. You can use any platform like that so that I'm always in the know. And it's important to always just have a professional, a tone of professionalism when communicating with your team. And also, you know, giving them charge of certain tasks is what I've been doing lately and making them feel empowered to do those tasks so that they do them just as well as you do. Yeah. Just communicating, like you're, you're, you're a motivator. When it comes to communicating with your team, it's all about motivating them, what the mission is, keeping team on mission uh, of helping, you know, your communities, as well as just like our team members do a great job of communicating their own personal testimonials. And that started with us communicating our testimonial for chiropractic. There's just so many things we can talk about, I think, when it comes to team and the biggest things are you're, you're keeping your team on mission. They have, to, they have to have that same fire within them to want to help other people. And they will get that only through you imparting that upon them and then, then experiencing healing themselves. Yeah. So I agree with all of that. Communicating in the office when we're in the office, um, we're a little more friendly with our team than I think most offices are but we're always talking about office stuff during office hours. So communicating with them while patients are in the office um, is always about chiropractic, always about um, things that we need to do with patients, about things for the office. We're not talking about what we did over the weekend at that point. We're not you know, talking about our kids or whatever at that point. It's all office stuff when we're in the office. Um, I'd love to catch up with my team because I don't see them every day. I'm only in the office once a week now, but so I'll do that during lunch. Before we have a meeting, we, we eat lunch together and we chat for 10, 15 minutes about, you know, what's going on in your life, what's going on with your baby, what's going on with this, with that. Um, because we've had our team members for so long, so it's easy to do, but it's always in the office, chiropractic, patients, office stuff. Um, and we use monday.com, which is amazing for organizing and keeping us communicating. Um, if there's something that is not urgent, my team will put it into Monday and then I'll get the notification in my email or, or on my phone and they just handle it as, as I need to. Um, but yeah, organization and, and setting boundaries in communicating during office hours are super important, I think. Uh, And also expectations. So when they first come on, it's important you're setting the proper expectations. You know, we've got our office manual where it just lays it out. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know exactly what they're expected to do. They know that during office hours, they can't be on the computer looking at Facebook. They can't be talking to the, to whoever else is running the front desk with them about their weekend. They already know that ahead of time. So we don't really have to worry about that on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but a big thing for me is communicating with my team outside of the office, um, especially with kids at home. My team in the beginning had a very hard time with this because they didn't want to bother me when I was at home. So I had to tell them like, listen, if it's something important that you need, you're not bothering me. Um, but I also set the expectation of how they could communicate with me. So instead of calling me, my team will text me using WhatsApp. Um, I don't know if you guys use WhatsApp, but in Miami, it's a huge thing because WhatsApp, you can talk to people all over the world without having to pay like roaming charges and stuff. So everybody in Miami uses WhatsApp. They use it for phone calls. They use it for like FaceTime calls, texting, everything. Um, but the great thing about WhatsApp is that they have a computer app that they, my team downloaded to the computers. So they can text me right through the computer without having to be on their phones, which is a very big thing for me. I hate walking in places and seeing people on the phone. So they yeah, want- No cell phones allowed. So annoying. So well, the office cells allowed, but not their personal. Yes, 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 that's so true. Um, so they'll text me through WhatsApp from the computer um, or they'll send me an email if it's something that's like, I need you to audit this account, but it's not super important. Just at some point, get it done. Um, but there's not a lot of phone calls, which I appreciate. And I set that expectation when I was on maternity leave because nothing is worse than finally getting your newborn to sleep. And then somebody calls you and you realize I forgot to phone, put my phone on silent. <laughs> Damn, they're awake. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a no-go. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree with everything that you just said. I find myself enjoying the Basecamp platform or that type of a platform because I can just put it all out there and I can task things out. There's to-do lists, there's schedules, there's also just plain old messaging back and forth. And you can put whomever, whichever team members that you need on that specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's and, all there in writing. So nothing gets forgotten about. Yeah. It keeps them accountable or maybe it's keeping you accountable to something <laughs> that they've like, oh, Dr. Laura, I need you to do this or that. Yeah. So very I love being organized and that has been a, a game changer. You know, we've used it for years now. Yeah. So how are you communicating with, so we're both doctor couples, both of our husbands are in the office as well. Um, and that sometimes can get a little sticky when you're communicating in the well, office. Let's talk about boundaries with your spouse. <laughs> in and out of the office. I find myself sometimes calling my husband, Dr. Oscar in the grocery store and he does not <laughs> enjoy that. So what are some things you guys are doing in the office to, to communicate with each other professionally in front of your team? Yeah. So we just always want to make sure we're presenting a united front. Mm -hmm. Even if in that moment, your, your spouse says something you don't agree with, you definitely, you're not just going to jump in and just be like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. You just talk to them about it later in private. Right. And again, you're just presenting a united front, but it goes both ways yep. and setting a boundary as far as talking about office related items, yep. keep that in the office. So mm -hmm. if you need to discuss something like, like in the case of Dr. Jacob and myself, if I'm not in the office that day, 
he'll call me on his way home. We'll get it all out of the way. So when he steps foot in the home, we are not talking about business. Oh, that's so true. We do the same thing. So if there's something going on in the office that um, I need to know about, Oscar will call me while he's in the office or he'll text me while he's in the office so that I don't have to ask him about it when he gets home because his biggest thing is work stays at work, home stays at home. And sometimes it's hard for me because I'm not in the office all the time. So he's like, listen, I'll call you before I leave. But once I step in that door, like no more office stuff. Um, and one big thing that we've done to create that united front is that we talk about everything that's on the agenda for a meeting before we go into that meeting so that we're on the same page. So there's nothing that's going to get brought up during that meeting that's going to catch one of us off guard because the other one is not on the same page with us. Like we have already had that conversation before going into that meeting. So that's helped us a lot. Yeah, us too. We, we, we do a Sunday night, like beginning of week, 10 yeah. minute conversation. Yeah. And maybe we hit up a couple of things Monday morning before going into, into the first, into the meeting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how are you communicating with Dr. Jacob about your needs when it comes to the office? Cause this is a big thing I think that we forget about. Um, yeah, for sure. Right? Like it's uh, like, they just expect us to be on and in the office and working and doing what we're supposed to be mind readers sometimes I think. Pretty much. So yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a learning experience for sure. I mean, we've been, we've been married since 2002 in practice together now 14 years and we're still learning. Like we're not perfect at this. Not there at are all. still moments where like Dr. Jacob hasn't had his coffee or something and you know, whoa, <laughs> just kidding though. Um, but no, really. <laughs> it, ha it happens to us and it happens to them. Don't let them fool you. It happens to them. Like, don't ask your husband the, uh, an important question or, or voice a need to him before he has his coffee. Exactly. Uh, it's definitely, I think, mostly on my side, just making sure I'm communicating those needs, asking for what I need. Right. That's the biggest key for our situation is that I was expecting him to read my mind and just know, right. look, I need you to do this or I need... I need to take a break from this or whatever it might be. I needed to get better at communicating to him and asking for what I wanted or needed. Because, yeah. you know, I think that our husbands or our spouses really want to, you know, help us and do things for us. And so we need to tell them what that is. Here's what I need. Yeah. So we had a similar thing but it's always Oscar thinks I can read his mind and I and I can't or he'll think he told me something and he, he didn't um but I also had to tell him like when I I'm not in the office right now I'm at home the majority of the time so he thinks he can call me and be like listen I need you to do this like right now and I had to tell him communicate with him just because I'm at home doesn't mean I'm not doing anything I have three kids here that also need my time and my attention and we're homeschooling so you cannot call me if you need something in five minutes. You have to give me a heads up ahead of time. So just having an easy conversation, like, yeah. look, this is what it is. Put yourself in my shoes for a second. This is what I need from you. And this is what I can do for you. But we need to both be on the same page. But it's such an easy conversation that we just don't always have. We just like assume they know, like he knows I'm at home with kids. He knows he cannot call me and ask me to audit five accounts in the next two minutes because somebody's coming in the door. Like, but they don't know that. They really don't know that. 
No, they don't. And, and it is a constant, uh, reminding, I think too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like I said, we're not perfect at it. I feel like though we do have our roles, we, we have figured out what we're best at doing and what we like doing and right. playing to those roles. So I know that if I need like something in the house breaks down and I need it fixed that I can, you know, go to him for that. Yes. And that if he needs something like managerial or administrative related, he can come to me. Like right. I'm awesome at that. Yeah. We have the same kind of thing worked out. Like Oscar handles, even though I'm at home, he handles the majority of the stuff for the house. Like he just enjoys that stuff. Like, I mean, obviously he's not cleaning and doing laundry, but yeah. um, if something breaks, he's the one who calls our handyman to fix it and handles all that stuff. Um, but then on this, on the other side of it, if there's groceries need to be bought, stuff for the kids, like office admin stuff for the office account stuff for the office like he just calls me and, and tells me this is what needs to get done and I'm usually like okay but listen I'm, I'm homeschooling so you're gonna have to wait two hours so yeah but you have to have that conversation ahead of time just in the office you have to have it for who's gonna do what in the office and who's gonna do what at home otherwise there's gonna be a breakdown in one of them and you're just not gonna be happy there's gonna be a lot of fighting if you're not having that communication, open communication. Yeah. And, and being, uh, not being a mind or, or expecting somebody to just know right. that's the wrong mindset. Never assume that they, they already know. Right. And if you've already told them, tell them again and again yeah. and again, right? That's my number one rule when it comes to practice members, patients, and team members and my spouse over communicate always over communicate yeah. because it takes us at least three times hearing something to finally like understand it. So even if you think everybody should know it and you've told them a hundred times, tell them another hundred because they probably have not really gotten it and it probably just has not clicked for them yet. So always over communicate. That's my number one rule. I love that. Yeah. That, I think that's the biggest takeaway here over communicate and, and a game changer for us was starting that Sunday night meeting before the week meeting. We're not just talking about office stuff. I mean, we're discussing what are the kids up to, you know, who's taking them to music this week, who's doing this gymnastics, you know, all these kids related things like, uh, by the way, can you do the history lesson this week? No, I do most of the homeschooling, uh, portion of things. And thankfully, like he's just passionate about certain subjects like history, yeah. for example. And so he makes that really fun for them. That's awesome. Um, oh, and just household things. I mean, if you've got somebody coming to clean the house, what day is, what day and time is that? Like, please, you know, if you, if you don't want the cleaning lady, like see this stuff, put it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> or if you don't want the cleaning lady to put something somewhere so that it's lost now, you're going to yeah. have to away. That happens a lot in my house. Yeah, no, what happens with us is like, why, why are your guns sitting everywhere? Like, seriously, <laughs> can we put those away, please? <laughs> that's the conversation. We're like, <laughs> with rifles everywhere. Pretty much every, every, uh, room in the house. So <laughs> yeah, that would be a good idea to put those away. But yeah, these yeah. are, those are the conversations that you forget about with yeah. yourself. Those are the ones that get left to the wayside. And then it's like, he knew that we were doing a play date today and not to expect me in the office. But if you don't yeah. tell them, then they really have no clue. Um, yeah. So yeah, just keeping open lines of communication with everybody, with your team, 
with your spouse in the office, out of the office, with your kids, setting expectations with everybody is the most important thing for sure. That's exactly right. Set the expectation and just making sure that they know what your schedule is, you know what their schedule is so that nobody is stepping on each other's toes on, on any subject matter. And every single month, this has also been a game changer. I do all the accounting finances. That's just stuff that I enjoy doing. So I do a monthly meeting. It's again, maybe 10 minutes long where we go over that month's like we just did, you know, um, wow, what, what month are we in? So at the end of this month, at the end of this month, we will be going over everything that happened and kind of, if we have any big things we want to do, like making sure that we're allocating funds correctly and everybody's on the same page. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, Oscar handles the majority of our finances. He's a finance major. So he like loves that stuff. And I'm the total opposite. I'm like, don't even, I don't want to look at a bank statement. It drives me That's crazy. Like Dr. Jacob does not want to see it. But <laughs> I'm like, here you go. Yeah. It's not fun. For me. Gist. Yeah. But then we have those conversations where I'm like, I don't even know what's going on with our finances. And I need to know, because if something happens to you, I'm kind of screwed. So we have started doing, we don't do it every single month, but we'll do it periodically. Like every three or four months, we kind of, I'm like, all right, what's going on? what money are we spending on this? What are we spending on that? And then we kind of are, are figuring out where we need to go finance wise, but that's definitely a conversation that I do not enjoy having, but you know, communication is not always only talking about what you want. <laughs> you about everything. All right, Dr. Zara, is there anything else you want to add to this one? Before oh yeah, one more thing. So when it comes to communication in the office with team, um, I was running into issues with like being over, too, too buddy, buddy with yeah. my team. So then when it came to me needing to communicate, uh, proceed, like just task oriented things, they weren't taking it as serious. Mm -hmm. So I really just had to like picture myself, like putting on my bath hat when I was going to the office and that that's the mode that I needed to be in, in order to have the proper leadership and authority and professionalism and respect really. Right. Yeah. And so I, I just wrote that down. It's like having that, you know, we have different hats that we wear and mm -hmm. our office manager in one of our offices is my sister-in-law. So there, we were just running into this thing and it's like, okay, this was my problem. It had nothing to do with her. Yeah. It was the way that I was presenting myself and showing up. So right. when I show up in a, okay, here's how, what we need to do, yes. like my boss hat on sort of a way, then, you know, they, they follow your leads. So you just really need yeah. to be careful in those situations. Exactly. And starting that from the beginning. Yeah. Is, is the huge key with that. Cause it's like halfway through trying to change it can get really messy with certain things. So always brand new team members we're not very buddy buddy with we're you know always talking about the office and then the longer they're there it's like okay now we can start talking a little bit more about personal stuff when patients are not in the office but the majority of the time in the beginning it's like setting that expectation that this is a professional office people are coming here they're paying us to be here they don't want to hear about about how what restaurant you went to for dinner last night with your boyfriend or your how problems you're having with your mom like they want to hear about chiropractic when they come in here. So setting that expectation from the beginning and having that conversation when they are first hired 
is very important when it comes to, to being professional with team members, for sure. All right, so that wraps up our podcast number four, communication. Um, we look forward to seeing you guys on episode five. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time. Bye.